0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's nice to see you again after after last time. I thought we uh, said some. Co- I said some cool stuff. I hope everyone thought thought everything was cool. Uh, now today, what I think I'm going to be talking about is, um, you know, so I've been rewatching uh, BoJack uh, Horseman for a while, and what I love about that show is that it um, it, it your appreciation of it, I think, definitely changes as you get older. Because I first got into BoJack, I think, you know, I was like, I was like seventeen, and seventeen-year-old uh, watching BoJack is a very different thing. I think than, uh, now I'm 24 watching BoJack, you know, because now it's like I'm watching Diane's storyline, and I find myself relating to that in a much more personal way than I than I did before. Like she just, uh, you know, ended ended uh, her marriage with Mister Peanut Butter. <laughs> And then, um, you know, she went to Vietnam, and she's living in her shitty little apartment, not sure what she's going to do next with her life, and I'm like, God, I wish it had been the Diane Nguyen show. <laughs> I really, really wish that show had been brave enough to, to truly make Diane the main character. Because so, for, so, for so many practical purposes, he basically was. And I think that's kind of the point, too, you know? It's like Bojack Horseman is you know it's and and, and it's, you know he's the famous dude and he's like you know and he takes up attention that he shouldn't get and it's like oh Diane Nguyen has so many more reasons to be financially successful than Bojack but she's cooler so yeah I just I just appreciate Diane Diane from Bojack not a perfect character not even close but I just appreciate a character like that as I get older makes me very happy. I don't know if anyone else out there uh, appreciates characters like that as I get older, just more and more cuz you're like, oh. Yeah, I had another experience with that with uh, with Buffy. I don't know I think I'm going to mention this on this podcast before, but I'll say again if not. Um I just uh I rewatched Buffy for the first time um, since I was 16. I think I finished Buffy at 16, 17, and then um yeah, so I rewatched it and um Weird fucking show. Weird show. Buffy was. I think it was nineteen ninety seven to 2000. So it was like best things about Buffy as a show. Willow and Tara. Willow and Tara. I'm like, is is it is it? Or, they're they're so cute. they're so happy. I just want them to be happy. I just am happy for Willow and Tara. They seem very nice. I'm very happy they're happy together. You know, um. And then, uh, let's see, what else? We have uh, Buffy is the greatest superhero of all time. That is a fact, because Buffy is uh, a brilliant military tactician. Okay, I, I really like, they just wanted to give Buffy very Batman vibes in that, like, Buffy is is like, Buffy strikes from the shadows and uses an incredible tactical mind and uh, fights ridiculously well and has a bit of super strength. Uh, like and I mean that well Buffy's like I just mean Buffy's not like Superman she do- doesn't like lift buildings but I like that I like that Buffy is not a ridiculously powerful su- you know what I mean like like Buffy is Buffy under- Buffy as a character I think understands what power should be which is power should be something that comes from within you know it should come from who you are and that's why I like in Buffy they talk about uh, Buffy you know like uh, I remember Ken you know Kendra Kendra was a weird character. I don't know what Joss Whedon uh, or the other writers were wanted to accomplish there. Kendra's—I um, mean, there's things I like about Kendra. Kendra's uh, clearly highly intelligent. Kendra's uh, very focused, very determined. Kendra is very uh, proficient at what she does, but also has a lot to learn from Buffy. I like that uh, angle that they went with. Um, but yeah, she just said to Buffy, "Like, oh, it's who you are," and I, I wish. I wish like Bat. I wish you know, like with Batman, right? I wish Batman, like my favorite. Now, they don't always do this, and even when they do, I think they, a lot of times they do it the where, but like, it's like, does Batman, does, does the power of Batman come from Batman himself? And the answer is kind of. Um, you know, like Batman. Batman's power is. Fueled by something different than, say, Buffy's power. Uh, Batman is fueled by uh, revenge, even if he doesn't know it. He Like, here's the thing. He, he believes he cannot not be fueled by revenge. So he has the strict, incredibly poss- impossible to s- live up standard code that he just follows ridiculously. And he thinks that is the key. Uh, Batman, uh, and that's the frustrating thing about Batman to me. And this is why I want to give props to the new Harley Quinn TV show. Uh, as one creator to others, they did an outstanding job, I think, of talking about the fact in, in uh, Harley Quinn season three that, uh, you know, because what happens is Harley Quinn essentially becomes Batman's therapist and starts giving Batman therapy and starts ingen- genuinely very good therapy. It's nothing like she's genuinely trying to help him, uh, because she's come to a much healthier place and she's she, so she's trying to help uh, Bruce come to a much healthier place and it's working and it's like, wow, you know. Uh, and that's that's I I think we need to see a healthy Batman. I think that that needs to become the new Batman. You know, that's why I think Dick Grayson should permanently take over as Batman. You know, I think DC should not. You know, or or Batgirl could also take up the mantle. That would be frankly even a better idea. The here's the thing. I think I think okay. Let's be real. Like out of all the the sidekicks, I think we all agree the most the coolest one is Batgirl. Batgirl is clearly the smartest. Batgirl is clearly the smartest, the only reason she might not know quite, like, she's just as smart as Bruce, she's just younger than Bruce, so she has less experience, and that is why sometimes Batman seems smarter, like, here's the thing, I feel like if I took 23-year-old Bruce and 23-year-old Oracle, or Barbara, and they they would be very very evenly matched in a lot of ways in terms of the brain, and physically they are also very evenly matched, and I'm like, ooh, so... That's just what I feel. I just, I just, you know, like, I, cause I, I, I know all, I know. I'm very happy that DC understands that they have a very uh, powerful character in the character of Batman. But I really, really wish they would let Batman evolve. I think into the next logical stage of what that character should mean. Which is, Batman's story is one of not healing, and it needs to become a story of healing to finally to fully appreciate the the nuances and the potential of that character. And so, whether or not they will do that is. And again, Harley Quinn has very much taken a step into that. And I really. That's why I really appreciate Harley Quinn as a TV show. It very much lovingly and with a lot of respect uh, criticizes a lot of. like, Not even criticizing. Just like criticizing in the most healthy way. It's like they're just like. They're showing how ridiculous DC can be with that show. They're showing how odd these concepts can be and how like, completely out of, left, like, insane they can be. And so, and then, but then they they, they examine it from very honest angles and very real angles. Uh, and I think that's what makes the show very particularly clever and funny a lot of the time. Like, okay, one thing that happened was, like, uh, the Joker um, essentially uh, settles down with a family and tries to become a healthier person and kind of succeeds and starts to become a giant, like, starts to believe look, communist it's great like like it's really funny cuz joker getting healthier is essentially cuz becoming the enemy of the 1% cuz he learns bruce's <laughs> Is, is is Batman, and he's like, he just becomes a genuine like, pu- like I just want to reform. He's like, how can I be a radical force of change while also being healthier? I know I'll make universal healthcare a thing. I'll make free universal healthcare a thing. Is the joke they write for the Joker in this show, and it's very great. It's very clever. So, highly recommend you go watch Harley Quinn as uh, a TV show. I thought it was fuckish, cool as shit. Ivy and Harley are the best couple ever. I will hear no arguments. Um yeah so <laughs> so yeah and uh you know I just want to say I really appreciate again all the views so the listens uh 84 now 84 listens I Frankly, did not expect to get anywhere even near that. So I'm very grateful to those 84 downloads. That's a, that's a you know, and because here's the thing: I'm not an experienced podcaster, but it's like it's 84 downloads, you know. So that's podcast. So that I should stop. I should turn off my YouTube brain and think of that in like podcast terms, you know. I feel like me, you know. Anyway, regardless, it's it's very appreciated. ugh, they made Bane just like the sweetest. I love Bane. I love Bane the New Harley Quinn TV show. <sighs> Marvel, I think, needs to do the same thing. Marvel needs to make a Spider-Gwen movie. And here's the thing. I think I think the, the spy their main spider role going into the future, I think as they continue to make more spider movies, they should always have I think for the next like ten years, the main spider people on the screens should be in equal measure Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen. They are the future of the Spider-Man title, and the fact that I think Marvel is still having a really hard time letting go, letting Peter Parker rest, when I think Peter Parker needs to rest for a good while, you know? Like, the, the, they they can have faith that the character will resurface in, like, 20 years, because it had, had such a legacy. Um, but I think it needs a rest, and I, I hope they do that for, for that, because Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales are cool as shit. Spider-Gwen's in a fucking band and has, like, the cool ghost outfit. Looks badass. And then Miles is the sweetest human being alive. Miles just wants to help everyone. Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. i will hear no arguments. <laughs> and I love how Peter, that was just kind of a fucking slob. That was such a... That was such... Midlife crisis, Peter Parker, was such a brilliant idea for, um... <laughs> The Peter Parker in that movie—it added layers that I appreciated. Oh, okay. If you if you have to keep the Peter Parker around, just make it always that Peter Parker. Just always make Peter Parker forty. Okay. It like like Peter Parker has to be forty. He needs to grow the fuck up. Like it's time, Marvel. It was time a long time ago, but it's time. I promise you, you can make money, possibly even more, of switching to Spider fucking, you know, until money stops being a thing, which you know it will already, but that, that's a different video. Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, I like, I like the Marvels, I like, I like the DCs, I like, I like all that, it's pretty cool, um, yeah, alright, and now I'm, so, uh, continuing with the complete... Lack of professionality on my podcast. I do not know what else to talk about. I do not know what else to talk about, listeners. I'm just a confused little podcast person. I don't know what to do. My brain's all scrambled. How else will I... However will I escape this situation? This drama in which I have found myself? I do not know. Alright, you know, I'll probably just randomly look through shit. You know what? Here's what I'll do. I think... This is going to sound weird, but I think you could could all use a, a... a bit of a not boring episode but a calm episode a very calm episode so I'm just gonna do very chill things I'm just gonna like talk to you like you're my friends and I'm doing work and you're all like my friends listening to work and I know you're not actually my like friend friends because we never met but like from a pure pure from whatever whatever the rational limit of Connection I am able to have with you strangers. I will use the word friend to describe that, and you can have that be for you, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Alright, so I'm looking at my analytics. Oh, yeah, and I, I have a, a Twitter now. I don't know how. I'm just like, oh, I thought I'd uh, do, sign up for the Twitters to advertise the show a bit more. And so if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'll probably occasionally post funny. I won't lie, it's, it's probably just going to be. Like, you'll probably, most of what you'll see is just, like, the other Twitter people's, the, the because here's the thing, I like, like, you will go to my Twitter feed, and I highly recommend you look at all the people I like uh, before you look at me, because I like people like Joy Harjo, I like people like Jaden Animations, I like people like that, who are sick as fuck. I highly I recommend both of those uh, kinds of people for to appreciate before, and I shall do so again, because it is quite true. Um... But yeah, so yeah, I got 86 downloads, I got 7 followers, I, I really appreciate that 7 people uh, can follow consistently. that means a lot, I got 3 downloads today, and I'm like, and, and you know what, I, I, again, this isn't me, <laughs> I want to be clear, that I'm not trying to, I just believe in being completely upfront about how my podcast is doing with my audience, I just believe in that kind of honesty, so I'm like, oh. And, like, I noticed uh, one thing last week was, like, oh, my, uh, I was only getting, like, um was it, was it, was it, like, oh, yeah, I was getting, like, uh, during the weekend, like, a lot of views. I got, like, 20 views, or downloads, <laughs> I keep saying views, 20 downloads, and then this weekend, I'm getting a lot less, and I think the reason for that is probably a lot of things. I think part of it is that uh, some some stuff with my submission wasn't set up correctly. Uh, but like it, it, it turned off for some reason. Now it's back on. But so I think I might start getting more people that way. And also, I need to focus, and I gotta, I gotta submit to all the directories because there's a lot of directories out there that I can put my podcast on, and then people might find it. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, so yeah, podcast is doing well. Thanks, uh, anyone who's been sticking so far. Hope it's been an entertaining ride. I've certainly tried to make it that way. <laughs> all right well enough about bonding business talk what what else should i do what else should i do i okay i'm gonna you know what i'll do i'll look through random uh articles on the uh, internet like a uh, recommended but don't worry it's it's i i have like duck duck go which means uh it's it's most it's going to be very little i won't say anything political this this episode <laughs> This is gonna be me reviewing. Like here, okay. Like one one uh, uh, article I see is uh, this one. That's like, oh, ask a simple question and that'll define your feelings, which actually, uh, if I remember, was a Ooh, ooh, ooh. So yeah, this article is essentially an article about the pursuit of happiness and how emotional experiences are important due to labeling. And how label, well, the the important labels, huh, sorry, <laughs> I got wrapped up in this article by Psyche, this was cool, alright, but yeah, this is like what I do most days, you know, I think a lot of you out there, or a lot of you are 20-somethings like me, or your 20-year-old creators like me, you probably just spend occasional time just browsing through random shit on your phone, or just like your computer, just hoping for something to to spark yourself, you know. It really sucks sometimes that that's hard to do. It's like oh. It is just life is fascinating, you know. Uh there's an article about asking if vampires are fact or fiction. I'm going to check that out. Uh da-da-da ooh, I'm so excited for the new uh interview with a vampire. I'm really really, really happy about the fact that it's like taking place in early nineteen hundreds New Orleans. I think that's a much more interesting uh time for that kind of type of story and place you know i think I think it's just because it's a lot more i think i think louis starting out as a as a slave owner was really weird and fucked up and horrifying and the movie just wanted you to pretend that that was not the case they're just like oh yeah he owned slaves it was what they did back then and I'm like I don't know that our uh, protagonist should be a slave owner (laughs) and the movie just never brought it up again and I'm like so I just (sighs) fucking hell but yeah I'm really happy but I I just like the changes in the new show It it looks a lot of them look cool and interesting for perspectives and and new new takes on old ideas and i'm like i i'm excited to to watch it with my eyeballs i think it will be cool gay vampires i think are pretty cool you know that is what i like about vampires they're they're pretty gay you know just fundamentally and like what i mean by that is like oh they're just like they just like stare deeply into your eyes no matter like who they're feeding from there's this intensity it's like oh damn this is terrifying, but also a little bit sexy. Just a bit, just a bit. You know. It's like ooh. But anyway, that is why they must be written coolly though. <laughs> oh Marceline the vampire queen is a great idea of a vampire. I like Marceline quite a lot. Marceline is cool. Marceline was badass when I was a kid and was watching Adventure Time. <laughs> oh, Alright, let me think of... Okay, the so this, this podcast has been going on for 18 minutes, and you know what? I think it'll go on for another 10 minutes more, and then what shall happen? I do not know. I shall probably call it quits because I love my last episode was 50 minutes. And that's such a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, what I'll, what I'll say tonight is let me let me see what I want to do for all of you you know what I will go ahead and describe why I like symbols so and I I mean like phys like like actually like written like I if that's the thing symbols you know like I like okay so take for example the the uh, swoop you know like the swirl you know the swirl is a many things i see it a lot in like ocean related ideology cuz i think it makes us think of whirlpools but you know any but it's like oh you know uh, that it's funny how in human nature we can utilize a symbol to sort of uh, sort of like a like a little boat right like a symbol can be like a little like carrier of an emotion or a context or a sensation and you can kind of put it in that symbol and send the symbol out and it'll carry that emotion that context that whatever out with it and sort of everyone will will mix it with their own intentions and reactions and all the other things that make them who they are and that'll that'll sort of make it something a little bit new each time, and it might be, and at the end of the day, still be very similar to what it was, or it could be very, very different, depending on, on whose intentions that the symbol gets mixed up with. Because each human contributes to what a symbol means. That is how a symbol exists. It is carried within the minds of people. And so when, when a person dies, a uh, part of that idea literally dies with them, because they were part of the part of the physical force that was carrying it um, and so this this is why it's important to uh, I think not not hurt in the name of idea not kill in the name of an idea because you're essentially reducing the amount that the idea can grow and also cutting off its fullest potential because if you if you can put in a, a beautiful idea into the minds of people who need it the most then you can uh, really You can help people grow, and that that must always, be, I think, be an idea of coolness and respect and self-empowerment and identity. So, yeah, that's why symbols are cool. That's why I like being uh, human, is because we're very symbol-oriented. You know, I mean, sometimes I wish I was dog, right? Because they're obviously smell-oriented, and to be honest, that sounds a lot cooler to me. Like, dogs clearly must live a fascinating existence because their entire world is dominated by smell. I can't smell at all. My nose is pretty fucking broken. So, to me, uh, I think that I find a dog so fascinating, is because it, it, it operates on it so fundamentally in a sense I, I know so little about. And it, it's just, it's just it's just like, I don't know how they. Like, it's really odd. Ob- like, they'll, they'll spend upwards of 40 minutes sticking their noses in in grass and all other things because they just love clearly love smelling so much and it's fascinating to me even bad shit they love smelling bad shit i'm like any 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 creature that can love being dirty and smelling bad shit must be deeply respected because that is a creature with a beautiful heart That is a creature that must be respected and and valued above all things. Because that is a beautiful thing inside that creature. that's why dogs are great. And that's why we shouldn't (laughs) inbreed dogs. Don't do that. (laughs) Just let dogs, like, love, just with respect to your dog, with fun. If you like, if you want puppies, just like, if the dog finds another dog, let them go at it and they can make puppies. And also, (laughs) it's like, you know, let, let dogs live lives is all I'm saying make sure your dogs are as happy as they can be because they give you something so truly grateful each day powerful each day uh dogs are great we we should try and honestly i'm really happy that dogs are i'm really i find people who like buy entire rooms for their dogs to be genuinely wonderful that is i think how how much respect you should have for an animal you know like they are beautiful creatures in their own right who deserve uh as much as we can give them. And that's that's where I'll end that there. But I think everyone agrees with me deep down, you know? Everyone, I think, deep down loves animals. And when someone acts in a way that isn't uh, in line with that, it's just the saddest thing in the world to me. Huh. But anyway. All right. Uh, it's 23 minutes. What else should I talk about? Uh, I will... You know what? I'm going to make... I'm going to make a... Uh... I'm going to make a hmm, you know, I'm gonna open up, I'm gonna open up Unity, because I've never fucking, I just was briefly thought I might be interested in being a game designer for a while, and then I tried Unity, and then I realized, actually, no, this is not what I want to do, <laughs> but I do respect the shit out of game design, like, if I ever did game design, I think I would want to do it from, like, a writing perspective, I don't think I'd want to, like, build the fucking models or anything, which, I don't know if that's, like, uh, probably is like you at least probably have to have knowledge of how it's done even if you don't have experience in doing it but like still and also okay never mind they they want me to sign up for it and i don't want to do that because that's boring uh, all right friends well it has been 24 minutes and i hope it has been a brief and you know what here's what i will i will leave you with um so there's a something that i think everyone should always remember to try it's called uh, I think it's called presence, and I think a lot of you know what this is. Or it's just like it's just allowing yourself to be, be your highest. You're allow. It's essentially allow, I think allowing yourself to have your highest priority be your awareness of your own body. You know, like it's it's directing all your attention, all your energy to just like how you're feeling, and. You know, like when I do it, I just like, oh, how it was kind of explaining to me was, oh, it's like hold out your hand and try to feel the inside of your hand, you know, and do that with like try to using the muscles and the nerves inside your hand. Try to have those nerves and muscles feel themselves, you know, it's like, can you do it? And as as you imagine it, as you try to sort of like clench certain muscles you kind of like realize you kind of can it's it's and it, and the extent to what you're doing is kind of fascinating you can kind of feel the this sort of like weird energy this weird tension is flowing up and through me and it's a fascinating experience you know and it's like oh it's like you can kind of let it out by like extending your hand and it flows out into the room and it just kind of fills the space up with this like feeling of release and like ease of tension it's very pleasant so yeah try that I think try like um, that experience or something like it because it's very important to take care of your mind take care of your perceptions take care of your emotions and stuff like that is really helpful for doing that so uh, to anyone who's listening thanks again for listening Uh, please as always I highly recommend that you, uh, I would really appreciate it that you, you, you know, that you spread me around as much as possible. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that would be pretty cool. And like, like I said, I have a Twitter, so if any of you want to follow me at, at the the Dreaming Mind uh, on Twitter, that's just what it's called, it's me with the I, uh, you know, I would appreciate some follows. Perhaps you could, I'll, again, I'll occasionally post cool things or follow cool people. So I would appreciate that, and I might move that to a different social media as well, um, I don't know how I would transfer this to, like, TikTok. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) I, like, I I might look into it, but I don't know if that would work. Anyway, um, uh, that'll be all for tonight, everyone. So, everyone, sleep tight. Just remember to eat. Let your tension flow out of you because you are cool, and you should learn to relax and and let the, the, the presence, because it lets you focus on what's matter, what's fundamental. Um... So yeah, good night everyone, sleep tight, uh, and I will see you all, I might, I might do one, I might do a quick one, uh, like, uh, tomorrow, uh, or maybe on Monday, and then wait till Wednesday, and we'll, we shall see. Alright, night everyone.